Turn with me in your Bibles tonight to Isaiah chapter 61. We'll get started right away this evening. Isaiah chapter 61, verse number 1 through 4. Isaiah chapter 61. I'll give you just a minute to get turned there this evening. <clears throat> well, there you all turning there, Don. I, I had two messages this evening and I couldn't figure out which one to preach. So if this one doesn't go over well, We'll just go ahead and get started on the next one. <clears throat> so make sure that this one goes over well, okay? Lots of amens and things like that. <laughs> Amen. I heard you hearing them. Doing good. Isaiah chapter 61, verse number 1. The Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek, he hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prisons to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord as the day of vengeance for our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of, of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified, and that and they shall build the old waste, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste of the cities, the desolations of many generations. I want to entitle this message tonight, out of verse number one, Captive but Unaware. Captive but Unaware. Pray with me this evening as we get started. We ask, Lord God, that you'll be with us tonight as we bring the message, Lord, and read from your word, God. And, and God, I ask that you'll, <clears throat> that you'll be uh, among us, Lord, that your spirit will be here, that you'll deal with the hearts of men, God. God, we ask for your blessing on this service. Lord, God, I ask that you'll help me to preach, help me to preach quickly and clearly. Lord, help me to say only what you'd have said this evening. God, I ask <clears throat> for your presence with us tonight, that you'll move in men's hearts, bind the devil, and help us to be able to do what your will is. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Turn with me again now to, to uh, John chapter 8, if you would. John chapter 8. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 61 that we're, we're called to preach to the captive. We're called to tell people that there's freedom, that there's hope, that there's liberty in Jesus Christ. In John chapter 8, <clears throat> verse number 31, as Jesus was teaching in the temple, the Bible says, Then said, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on Him, If you continue in My word... Then ye are my disciples indeed. If ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, Thou shalt be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen in my Father, and ye do that which ye have seen in your Father. And these people here that Jesus was talking to, He was telling them 
there's freedom. He was trying to tell to them, tell tell these people, the Jewish people, he was teaching to them in the temple, and he was telling them about the only way to heaven. He was telling them that I, that he had came to fulfill the law, and he was he was trying to explain to these people, and and he told was telling them about the freedom that they could have, freedom from the law, freedom that they could have in Him and through God, and what God's best was for them, and they didn't understand. They didn't know that they were in bondage. They didn't know that they were captive in the sin. They were captive and unaware. In Luke chapter 19 and verse number 10, the Bible says, Jesus says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. In Genesis chapter 14 and verse number 14, we read the account of how Lot had been taken captive and how Abram had came and, and he put together his men. He brought in, the Bible says, he, he got all the men that was born in his house that was trained. He armed them and he took and he went after Lot and he brought him back from captivity. Verse number 14 says, When Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. <clears throat> In 1 Samuel chapter 30, in verse number 3, the Bible tells us another account of some people that had been taken captive. David and his men had came back in to Ziklag. And their wives and their families, their children, their daughters and their sons, everything they had had been taken captive. The men were ready to stone David. They were ready to kill him, the Bible tells, because of it. The Bible says that David, he, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And he said, let's go get them. And he pricked them all together and they tuck out after him. 500 men, 200 of them got wore out before they got there. They said, we can't go no further. He says, you stay here by the brook. We're moving on. We ain't stopping. We're going after them. They went and the Bible tells us how they recovered all. Nothing was lost that they brought them all back in, these that had been taken captive. In verse number 19, I want to ask us a question tonight. Are you spiritually in bondage tonight? I want to talk to us personally. I've, talked, I've read through these scriptures already, and, and, and I've already dealt with the Lord, and I thought, you know what? There's a lot of times that we're spiritually in bondage. We're captive and unaware. We can come and we can sit in the church house tonight. We can come and we can read our Bibles. We can sing. We're getting ready for revival camp meeting down here in the pavilion in, in the tabernacle on the ball field down there. We're going to have a great time. We're looking for God to do great things. But I want to know, church, personally, how are you spiritually? Are you bound? Are you captive tonight? Has the devil got a hold on you? Has he got chains on you? Is there chains of sin that's wrapping you up and holding you down? We sit here and say, yeah, I'm good. I'm excited about the camp meeting. I'm excited about Camp Joy. I'm excited about leading people to the Lord. But I'm still captive. I can still have chains in my life. Captive and unaware. Examine our hearts tonight. Examine your souls. Has the devil shut the door and locked it on your soul tonight? 
Are you captive and unaware? Lot, the Bible tells us, had pitched his tent towards Sodom. He was already moving in that direction way before he ever became a captive. Way before he ever even left Abram. He'd already on his way to becoming a captive. He was already looking that way. When Abram said, where do you want to go? He knew where he was going. He'd already scoped it out. He had it in his mind. He had it in his heart to move that direction. He was already captive. He just hadn't ran to the end of his chain yet. He just hadn't ran into the door and found out that it was locked on his soul. He hadn't got sick of it yet. He was already captive. He moved towards Sodom. He pinched his tent that way. Next thing we knew, he was sitting in the gate. Next thing we knew, he's got his family in there. He's got daughters and sons-in-laws and his wife, and they're all inside the city. The angels had to come and take them out before it was destroyed. He wasn't in a tent outside Sodom no more. He'd done moved in. But that all happened way before he turned captive. His heart, his mind, his desires already had him in bondage. Where are we at tonight personally? Are you sitting in here tonight in bondage? You say, you know what, I come to church every Sunday morning. I come Sunday night. I try to come on Wednesday night. I'm going to try to go help Brother Dave. I want to help set up a tent. I want to do these things. You know what, you can still be in bondage. It's got nothing to do with how often you sit in these pews. It's got nothing to do with how many songs you sing. Or if you can stand up here in the choir, it's got nothing to do with that. Satan can have you in bondage tonight sitting right here. Just as Lot was moving his tent towards Adam, he was willing to compromise. He was overlooking evil. He had become a part of the world around him all the time, not knowing how much a captive he had already become. Jesus taught us in the, in the temple in John chapter 8 that the truth shall make you free. <clears throat> what are you in bondage to tonight? What chains of sin have you become entangled with? Can you sit here in the church house tonight and be comfortable in your sin? Settling in. When a preacher, pastor gets up and preaches on your sin... How hardened has your heart become? How used to it? How used to it have you already gotten? Those shackles. Are they still wearing hard on you? Or have you got calluses that you don't even feel them anymore? You're just used to it. Those shackles and chains in your life. Can you play with sin? You say, you know what? I can be out in the world. I can control it. I can stop it. I'm just having a good time. I just enjoy going out with my buddies. I'm not really addicted to this. I'm not really, I'm not really controlled by this. I'm not in bondage to this kind of sin. I just do it because. I'm telling you tonight, you're already captive. And you're unaware. It's already taken hold of you. The world's already got its hooks in you. Satan's already got a snare on you. And you're unaware. You can come in here on Sunday morning after you've been out drinking alcohol. Saturday night. Friday night. Chasing women. Running around. And sit in here and be comfortable. 
Then you say, you know what? At some point, I'm going to straighten up. I'm going to settle down. I'm going to get rid of that. But right now, I'm having a good time, and I just want to live my life. I want to have the freedom to do what I want to do. It's exactly what you say. But you're in bondage. You're chained. You're captive in your freedom, doing what you think you want to do. The devil's got a hold on you. What is the links of your chains forward from? Alcohol, drugs, pornography, sex, immodesty, lust, money, toys, things, idols, hatred, bitterness, discontentment, secret desires, false freedoms, a rebellion that you want to get out from underneath the church rules or your parents' rules. Or out from underneath somebody else's thumb and somebody else's control because you feel like you need that freedom. You need to be able to turn loose to live your life. What kind of links is your chains made from tonight? What kind of sins in your life? Have they been forged and you're already wearing them? You say, I'm not guilty. I'll stand before the judge and you say, I, you know what, I'm not guilty of these things, Lord. I, I, I'm, I've, I've tried to live a good life and, and I want to enter a not guilty plea. You might try to deceive yourselves or, or others around you. You might be able to hide those, those chains and some of, that, some of that bitterness in your life or some of these things that, that doesn't show outwardly. You might be able to, to compress that and, and be able to put on a good show. To where you can walk up into the church house and say, I'm not guilty. You can sit in the pew whenever the invitation's called and say, I'm okay, I don't need to do this. Those sins in my life are not that bad. The things that I like are not that horrible. You're in bondage. You're captive and unaware. A not guilty plea or promise for a restitution. You can try to convince yourself. You can try to escape the bondage and the, and the, and the captivity of your chains anytime you want. But you're already captive and unaware. The devil has no intentions of losing his grip. But wants to keep you conformed and comfortable in your sin to give you the perception of freedom and prosperity especially as a means of luring in others to come in and join you in your captivity how many of you ever seen an old hog pen hog trap you might know what a hog trap looks like big hog trap they put the corn in there and they've got them things now they got them on remote controls and cameras and I can sit at the house or somebody can sit miles and miles away and them old hogs come in they're going to eat the corn you know anybody that's got any sense has ever tried to trap a hog they're not going to sit there with a button and that first hog that walks in there they go boom no we're not going to do that we want to see how many we can get can I get five or ten or fifteen How many can we get in there? The devil's looking to do the same thing with us. 
He's not looking to show everybody their chains and their captivity and their bondage. He wants people to come in and feel like they've got freedom. He wants you to come in and get the free corn. He wants you to be able to come and enjoy your sin. He wants to give you just enough chain that you're going to be able to feel like you can get around and do whatever you want, that you're living your life. And it's only until you get sick of that and you try to leave it that you run to the end of that chain and you come to the end of that door and you come to that gate that's closed and you feel like you're trapped and you realize I'm had, but it's too late. You're captive and unaware. How many people are you luring in along with you? The Bible says the truth shall make you free. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 25 and 26. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance by the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Another example in Scripture is Samson. In Judges chapter 13 through 16, the Bible talks about Samson. The Bible records how Samson's life went and and many things for time. We won't go through all of it, but Samson, you know, he grew up. He had a vow. His mother had vowed him as a Nazarite. He's not going to cut his hair. He's not going to eat grapes. He's not going to touch these dead animals. He's not going to do these things. The Nazarite vow that Samson had in his life, God had given him extraordinary strength, had used him mightily in many ways. But Samson in his life, was in bondage. He was a captive. He was doing the things that he knew he wasn't supposed to do. He was following the world. He was following the the Philistines. He went down and he said, I want this woman for a wife. He went over here and he talked to the Philistine people and he said, you know, bring these things into me. He went down there and he touched the dead animal, but he seemed like he just kept right on going. He still had his strength. He still kept moving. He went on to Delilah. Delilah tried to find out what was the source of his power. And he told him, he said, you know, I've got this. It's the ropes. It's this. It's that. You know, several different things. They come on him. He shook himself and was gone, moved on down the road. But finally, he became a captive. They came and they took him. The Bible says that he thought that he would shake himself as before. It didn't happen. He was already captive, but he was unaware. Even as they came in and took hold of him the third time, he thought he had it under control. He was going to rely on his strength and shake himself as before, but he was captive. The Bible tells us how they put out his eyes. They blinded him. They took him in and made him grind corn. They made sport of him. They used him. But there was hope. Even in his bondage, even in his captivity, even in his blindness, he repented and God continued to use him again. More mighty and more powerful than ever before, God used him even in that, even in that captivity. <clears throat> Are we aware, secondly tonight, are we aware of the captivity of others? We looked at our personal lives. I want to look tonight quickly at the captivity 
inside the church. In Genesis chapter 14 and verse number 14, when Abraham heard Lot had been taken captive, what did Abraham do? He went after him. Church, what do we do tonight? What are we supposed to be doing as a church? What's our job? We're supposed to be going after the captive. That's what we're supposed to be here for. We're supposed to be going after those that are in bondage, those that are chained in sin, and we're supposed to be saying, hey, there's freedom. We're supposed to be taking them the gospel and showing them, hey, there's liberty. Hey, you don't have to be in bondage. You don't have to be in this captivity. Let me show you a way out of this. Let me help you. We're supposed to seek them out. We're supposed to go after these people are in bondage. They're in captivity. They're not coming to you. They're captive. They're chained up. They're bondage. You've got to go to them. As a church, as Christians, our job is to go out to the lost. We're supposed to go outside these church house doors. And we're supposed to make God's gospel. And we're supposed to take Jesus' name to the people that we run into. We're not supposed to sit here in these pews and just say, Hey, well, whenever somebody comes in here, I'm going to shake their hand. I'm going to be real friendly to them. I want to try to make them welcome. You know what? That's great. But that doesn't do a thing for them people that ain't never coming in these doors. The people that are in bondage, the people that are captive and needing help and they're in sin, they're out there. We got to go to them. You can't sit here and wait for them to come. I've got a man that works with me that he, he's excellent. He loves to witness to people. And he said, you know what? He said, I have a hard time. He talks to me sometimes. He said, I have a hard time just going up to people that I don't know and just and trying to give them the gospel. He said, I feel kind of strange about it sometimes. You know, just to get right in for a real quick, brief meeting, somebody in Walmart or whatever it may be. And I said, man, if you don't feel like talking to them, give them a tract or something like that. But you know what? He said to me, we, had a, we have people that come to our shop sometimes that helps us work. We have people that comes and works with us. And the first thing he does, he's going to get to know that person real well. And then he finds out whether they go to church anywhere. And he finds out what their spiritual condition is. And he came back and he reported to me just a day or two ago. And he said, you know what I found out? He said, we got these two people that's been working over here with us. Ain't neither one of them saved. I'm fixing to evangelize them. I said, get them. Get them. You bet. He said, the Lord brings them to us. He just brought them right in here. He said, I'm going to get, I said, get them. Let me know if you need help. You know, God will bring you people into your life that you can help them. People that are in bondage, people that need help. The one person he told me, he said, you know what? I've gone too far. I've sinned way too much. I know I'm lost and I can't be ever coming back. God ain't going to help me. I said, he's primed just about ready. I get him. I said, you're about to get him. He's after him. But God brings people into contact with us. Are we looking for others? These captives. There's captives all around us, church. Are we aware? Are we aware? Do we have our eyes open? Are we looking for people that are hurting? People that are in need? Are we so self-centered and so self-focused that we're not going to be any good to anybody. We need to wake up. There's captives, but we're unaware. 
when Abram went out to get Lot, the Bible says, doesn't record of him taking money sack with him. He didn't go out there to buy Lot's freedom. The Bible doesn't record him saying to his servants, let's see if we can't work this out. Maybe we can have a a sit-down conference with the king and we can work something together. Maybe we can do some trading or we can come to an understanding with one another. When Abram went out, he knew he was going to war. The Bible says he armed his young men and he took them with him ready to fight. Church, when we go out these doors, we need to be ready to fight. You need to be armed. You need to have the, the sword in your hand. You need to have some people with you. You need, to have some, you need to have some guts inside of you that's ready to stand up for Jesus Christ. Amen. If you're going after captives, you're going for war. You better be prepared. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, the Bible tells about David and his men that went after their wives and their sons and their daughters that had been taken. The Bible says that they was able to retrieve all. They went after them and they brought them all back. God was on their side. <clears throat> In Luke chapter 19, the Bible says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Jesus Christ went out after him. He went out after me. When I was captive, when I'm in bondage, when I was chained, Jesus wanted me. He wanted me. He wanted to take me out of that captivity. As a church, are we going after those in captivity? What are we willing to do to free others from bondage? How far will we pursue? How long will we be willing to fight? When do you give up and just let them go? Maybe it's a family member or a friend or a co-worker or somebody online that said, pray for me. How far are you willing to go? At what point do you give it up? Are we even aware of the bondage of the world around us? Next thing I want to look at tonight is the captivity of our family. It's no secret that the devil wants your children Church, it's no secret that the devil is interested in busting up your your marriage. It's no secret the devil is after you personally. He's wanting your family. Let me ask you, is your family captive? And are you even aware? Dads, if you're taken captive, what protection and strength does your family have? What protection and strength and guidance is going to be in your home. If you're in bondage to sin, if you're taken captive, if you're chained, how are you going to help your children? How are you going to guide your home if you're chained to sin? I tell you, this hit me hard tonight as I was studying this. I had to get on my knees out there and pray, Lord, please take and loose these chains of sin in my life. I don't want to be bound by the devil. I want to be able to help my family. I want to be able to pray for them. I love them. 
Oh, Lord, don't help me to be bound. Moms, tonight, how's your family going to get by if you're bound and captive and sin? What are your children going to do without your guidance, without your sight? I've got wrote down here that your fathers, dads, and your homes, you're the strength of your family. You're the strength of your home. Mothers are the sight. I'm not there all the time. I have to go out. I have to earn a living. I have to go to work. I have to go do these things. But my wife is constantly with my children, my family, and my home. And I come home or she calls me and she says, you know what happened? Or this is what I see. A lot of times I don't see stuff going wrong, going around my wife. She's like, oh yeah, that's been a thing. You know, this goes on. I don't even know who that person is. I know you're going to have to tell me. I don't even know what you're talking about. She's got the sight of our home. She has the oversight in our home when I'm not there. Our children are the seed of our home. The devil is after that seed. He's first of all, he wants to take out the fathers. He doesn't want no strength. He doesn't want any protection. He doesn't want any obstruction. He wants to take out the mamas because they're watching, they're praying, they're looking at what's going on in their families. They're watching about things about their, their husbands and their children. He wants to take you out, mamas. He wants to go after that seed. He wants to go after the children in your home. In Daniel chapter 1, the Bible talks about Nebuchadnezzar coming in and taking captive children of Israel. And the Bible says that he, he wanted to take, the Bible says that this king spake to Aspenaz, the master of the eunuchs, and that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the prince's. He wanted brought in there and he wanted him to be able to teach them. He said, I want you to teach them our language. He said, I want you to nourish them up. He wants them fed this certain food. I want them have this certain drink. He wants them to be clothed and he wants them to be trained in a certain way. So they could come and stand in the temple. He wanted the best that was out there. He wanted the ones that were already smart. The ones that are already could be useful. He wanted to get after him. He took them captive. He brought them in. What about our children tonight? Have they been taken captive by the world? Are you even aware? Have your children been taken captive by the education system in America? Have your children been taken captive by sports programs and a ball game? Have your children been taken captive by friends? What kind of people are they having anything to do with? Who are they running around with? Do you have any idea? Are your children captive? Are you even aware? Have your children been taken captive by televisions, by music, by fads, by dress, by social media? What is it? Are you even aware? Of what goes on with your family. They may be captive, but we're unaware. Thirdly, tonight I want to look at our country. 
Our country has been taken captive, but it's unaware. Our country tonight is chained to liberal ideology. Our country has become slaves to political correctness. We're so beat down and we're afraid to even speak the truth in our country tonight. We're in bondage tonight. I'm talking about not only the people out here in this country, in this world, the lost population. I'm talking about our church houses, our Christians. I'm talking about people that love the Lord, people that actually want to serve God. Are in bondage and captivity tonight in our country, in our land. We're in bondage by debt. We're in bondage in fear of losing our job or our government subsidy checks. They've got us held, chained in and in bondage, captivity. Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 19. While they promise themselves liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. As I close tonight, don't let Satan... Bolt the door on your soul. Amen. Don't let Satan bolt the door on your soul. Those chains in your life, those shackles that's already been snapped onto your wrist can be loosed. Amen. Those doors that's been closed, those, those, those fetters and chains, those, that bondage and captivity that the Satan's got hold on your life. There's a way out of that. Amen. I'm here to tell you the Lord's got a big chisel. He can knock that stuff off very so fast you don't even know what happened. Amen. All you got to do is come to him and say, please get this off of me. Take this away from me. You won't even know what hit you. God's just sitting there waiting. He wants to do it for you. Don't close your eyes to the truth of God's word. Don't become captive and even unaware. Jesus Christ has freedom and liberty. Isaiah chapter 52 and verse number 2. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Steadfast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Psalms chapter 68 and verse 6. God setteth the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are, in, which are bound with chains. But the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Are you captive but unaware? Are you in a personal spiritual bondage? Have you been chained to sin and don't even know it? I've seen people sit in this very church house that's in bondage and chained and they want out of here. They feel like those chains are coming from this pulpit or they feel like those chains are coming from God and they just want to be away from it. When the chains in their heart are chains that they've made from sin that they just have in their life. It's chains that they put on themselves. It's chains that the devil has tied them up with. It's the captivity and the bondage that Satan has put on their lives. 
And they feel like they're held. And they say, if I could just get out of here, if I could just go find some freedom. Freedom's not going to be found outside these doors. It's not out there in the world. The only liberty there is is because of the love of Jesus Christ. That's it. No other. What about those around you tonight? In your church, in your family, your neighbors, our country, in this world, are you conscious of the spiritual condition? Do you even care? Have you made others aware there is hope and there is help? If you'll stand with me this evening...